drop 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 these your body 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 Oh, he wants to go off road. Are you gonna shoot that shot when you get the lane? Yo, he was right on my ass, man. You wide Who wrote this? I did. Ask him if you got the letter. Did you get the letter? What letter? screen at once that's great wow. yeah <laughs> uh real quick uh, we want to say a special uh shout out to justin wallace for putting together that new intro theme uh super cool very funky the weird thing is like everyone's okay i'm, I'm so sorry about my camera it is so distracting to me too <laughs> but whatever um but everyone's like favorite film is on there and there's like yeah. clips of everybody's yeah but for some reason like true romance is one of the most amazing exciting movies in my world and that clip was just like uh talking about a, a letter which is like one of the most uh, lamest <laughs> parts of the movie it's, it's like a, it's like rolling it's the true. credits of that movie, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think he, I think he just was pulling out some uh, like quotey like quotes, like quotable things. Even though Justin, you really missed on uh, it, they're coming to get you, Barbara. I mean, <laughs> yeah, honestly, he, he nailed the one for mine. But no, absolutely. You know. But like, you think like true romance? Like, okay, what are like the best quotes? And it's like, oh well, there is that one quote where. Christian Slater asks Rosanna Arquette if uh, she has given the letter. To, you know, it's like, that's not a, oh, whatever. Either way, great, awesome <laughs> opening. Uh, I super appreciate it. It's so very, very funky, very cool. And uh, that's something we're going to play on Fridays when we have to uh, do some usually bad movies, whatever, just to get us going. Uh, we got some, obviously, a bunch of people here today. We've got some boys. We got Mr. Dan Levely from Oops Called Me Smoking. What's up, boy? What up? What up? I got uh, the real the real Zach Wiseman, uh, <laughs> another one, which is great. Uh, hello, hi, <laughs> hi, I'm Zach. Hi, I'm Zach Wiseman, <laughs> Bro brother. <laughs> I I'm forgot Zach about Wiseman, that. brother. And then uh, obviously you got my uh, sister from another Mister, Mister Dylan Terry, who's oh, yeah. at least 0.25 on the Clydesdale scale. You know what? What just what? one hoof? That just one. <laughs> just one hoof right the <laughs> what a weird thing just to have in a movie for no real reason. I'm, but, um, I'm gonna say right now that's my favorite line in this movie because it comes out of nowhere and it's never mentioned again. And it's such a bizarre thing to talk about. I love it. His character, although unneeded, <laughs> just threw really just nothing into this movie except just some weirdness. Um, but uh for those who know us, we are the real boys. For those who don't, we are still the real boys. And what we do is we review <laughs> we review a bunch of movies. Uh on Mondays, we review our favorite movies that our other friends do not like for some reason. And then on Fridays, we either review new movies that get put out, or we spin this thing called the real wheel, which is uh a really bad suggestions from our friends and fans. <laughs> and uh, some people's family. So far, this real, real will has uh, let us down. Uh, way more misses than hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah way more misses than hits. But this yeah. one was at least a this hit. Was, this was fun. Uh, this is fun. I, uh, I'm not going to agree with a hit, but uh, either way, so the real real spun uh, Airheads from 1994. And uh, if you guys don't know, number one, the tagline is the music, the legend, the hostage situation. Uh, three would-be rockers, Chaz, Rex, and Pip, known as the Lone Rangers, plan to play their <laughs> demo on a recording company, uh, but then they're turned down rudely. 
Then they decide to try the famous rock and roll station, but they're not accepted either. Then they decide to arm themselves with skirt guns and take the station hostage for not playing their demo. But the three get more than what they bargained for. Uh, written by Michael Lehman. Uh, I'm sorry, written by Rich Wilkes, directed by Michael Lehman. Michael Lehman, if you guys don't know, uh, he also directed Heathers, uh, Hudson Hawk, and then also uh, wow. did that series uh, of American Horror Story in 1984. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know any oh, of that. That yeah. is actually written yeah. by written by w Rich Wilkes, who wrote every single Triple X movie and short and spinoff. He also wrote the Jerky Boys movie, which is crazy. Wow! Uh, <laughs> uh, and then those two things. Pretty good resume. Yeah, those two things got together and decided to make this thing starring Brendan Fraser, Steve Buscemi, Adam Sandler, and a lot of other weird people. Uh, um, and were. Uh, I'm sorry. Did you say that they somebody wrote the Jerky Boys movie? <laughs> the, it, it was not the Jerky Boys, which is weird. No. The guy who the guy who wrote Triple X wrote the Jerky Boys, which huh. is yeah. very very weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's this movie from the '90s that a lot of us have seen and remember liking. Some of us probably. <laughs> <laughs> have a uh, uh, new feeling so it'll probably feel the same but uh the opening obviously it's very 90s very mtv i don't i guess mtv made this movie uh i didn't see their name like on the credit list but uh the opening would make me think that along with some of the song mm -hmm. but also one very specific cameo would also make me think that MTV had something to do with it. Oh, yeah. Kurt Loader. <laughs> One of the worst things ever. Um, yeah, Kurt Loader, right. Uh, so after that stupid opening, you have... Uh, the opening is... It, the opening had me nervous because I was watching the opening and I'm like, oh, fuck. Am I going to hate another movie from my teenage years that I used to love? Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. Probably. The, yeah, well, the intro... No, I don't. Spoiler well, okay, alert! The, I don't. <laughs> the int the intro the intro was like music stuff and uh, diner stuff for some reason. Yeah. What was the there was a lot of diner stuff. Was there a diner in this movie that I did not remember again? I I didn't remember a diner. You don't remember no, but, diner culture from the early nineties? I, I remember I remember diner culture, but that's not this movie. Yeah, yeah. I think that's just where this. Brendan Fraser's <laughs> murder girlfriend worked. I oh, think oh, no, she yeah. worked at an office. He he kept saying yeah. you're just in an office like doing nothing on a computer, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway, so we go after yeah, the credits, matter. and then we get to a cool guy named Brandon, uh, who on a motorcycle listening to the radio, and Chaz Palmentary is the host. Uh, Brendan Fraser runs to the radio station. Uh, he runs through a lot of 90s nostalgia. Every group of people that he runs into, it's like, oh, I remember them, I remember that kind mm -hmm. of people. Uh, and it's trying to give someone his demo tape again. And that's when we meet Chaz, uh, obviously Brenda Fraser, his girlfriend. And he's realizing that her boyfriend sucked and he lies and they break up. And <laughs> she uh, she kicks him out by throwing all of his music over the balcony, which I guess is fun. Um, and then, uh, break that's, yeah. And that's when we see Buscemi working at a grocery store. And I think he quits. And, I think it's a toy uh, store. Is yeah, it a full grocery a store? store? Oh, it's a gro is a grocery store? Uh, is a toy store? I, I, I'm, I'm watching it on my phone on YouTube oh. while taking notes. So. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah. And it was a wow. small screen than normal, too. So, uh, yeah. Okay, so a toy store. And then when he goes outside, it turns out that him and Adam Sandler are brothers. And that's mm -hmm. weird. <laughs> but whatever. It, and it, um, it adds nothing to anything. The fact no. that they're brothers, they bring it up a bunch of times but it never matters for a single thing. I have no idea why they're brothers and why they keep bringing up that they're brothers. Maybe it was some sort of cutting room floor situation, but they talk about it a lot. Yeah, and I don't. There's also a lot of things in this movie that uh, just do not matter, and they just keep talking about it. Um, and we will probably get to most of them. But then we cut to a concert, and Michael McKean is at the concert, and uh, that's when Fraser decides to get <laughs> uh, Brennan Fraser decides to get his song played, and uh, Steve Buscemi uh, mistakenly locks the. Uh, he he missed. Oh, so he's like trying to break into the thing, and that's when he thinks for some reason door locks are the same thing as ATMs because he. Has <laughs> <laughs> for like, for Adam Sandler's bank card. Um, so, hey, what's at your this pin, point, I'm, yeah, I'm like, I don't understand. I, I'm trying to figure out what uh, Steve Buscemi's character is, and he is the older brother of a pool man who uh, is a, a bassist, right? He's 
He's the bassist, the I think. Pip, Pip is the drummer. Pip is the drummer. drummer. Yeah. Shemmy's the bassist. Shemmy's and... the bassist, yes. Yeah. yeah. And so it's a, like, what a weird person. Cause <laughs> he thinks there's just security doors or ATM locks. And then he tries to spit some soda into them and that doesn't work. <laughs> so uh, they open the roof, I guess, to break in from the ceiling. Right. Well, and, the lady uh, opens, ends up opening the door though. And yeah. Busts, uh, Adam Sandler. In well, the nose. yeah. Again, they're up on the, the meat cute. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like when they go up the roof, that's when the door opens when Adam Sandler is, I guess, investigating the lock for some reason <laughs> and uh, gets hit, gets hit in the face. And uh, that's when uh, love strikes. And that's super cute. Um, and let's see. And then, okay. So let's talk about the, once they get inside, there's a bunch of people that work at this radio station. You have uh, Kramer who I don't fully understand what his job is, uh, but he's, he, I think the boss boss. He's the, he's the mole inside. I, I well, think that's, that's later, but I think yeah. as a Michael Richards is like because they are changing the the format of the radio station. So I think that Michael Richards is um, like the guy who's sort of in charge of that part of it. I think he's higher up than Michael McKean's character is. He He's an accountant. Oh, okay. He's a CPA, I think. Oh, oh so, okay. everything I've so found he, says that he's a numbers guy. So he yeah. is the so he's the accountant for the radio station telling I guess McKean that if they switch over to easy what whatever we don't it doesn't not matter whatsoever. Uh, it, it, we, nothing have, in um, this movie actually matters not is really. the thing. Well, and, I mean the, the the plot is very weird and uh, there's a couple weird things in the plot and some nineties you're like oh they're trying to do this you know they're trying to tell mm -hmm. this story and this one obviously is dog day afternoon but set in a radio store uh, a, uh, like a radio studio but um the other people that work, yeah, with their people that work in there, David Arquette, who I literally could not figure out what he does for a job. I think he might be an intern. I don't really know. Um, like apparently, he one of those. They used to have uh, people in um, radio stations that used to organize the the discs and CDs and all that stuff, and that was their job was to alphabet alphabetize everything and keep them organized. So that's probably what he was doing. I, yeah, I he, would, he definitely this? wasn't doing anything important. No, I will say he probably doesn't know a bit based on what I saw. But uh, <laughs> so you have that guy and I don't remember his name. You also have uh, Ian the shark um, who is the DJ Ian, who's cool, who I guess is old school rock and roll that needs a little bit of new blood in him. Right. Because yeah. he, he, he starts out like badass, like he's drinking a beer in the studio. But then. Because, so I, I was trying to figure out why they have that the radio station is selling out. What is the point of that, uh, like what, that plot thread? And I think the that, only reason that's there is to give the radio host a reason to go against McKean later, right? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, need, yeah. That's they need the a villain only motivation. Yeah, and you need to save the community center through music. Yep. Right. Yeah, it yep. was odd because they kind of do that anyway. They make Milo a turd. They make uh, Ian the the cool guy who uh, goes against the grain. Whatever. Uh, you also <laughs> it, it works here. You also have uh, the blonde woman Susie with two Z's. Uh, and I I don't know what her job is. She says she answers phones, but there's a receptionist Yvonne yep, who plays a Game Gear. Nineties <laughs> eye candy. Yeah, okay, sure. And yeah. then there's also yeah, okay. there's also Marcus, <laughs> who. Who I guess is the token black guy because there's music involved, right? Yeah, I don't know who Marcus yeah. is. I he might be another DJ. I think he's a studio musician because when they come find him, he's playing bass or guitar. He's playing music on an instrument when they come find him. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know if he's like laying backing track or something, but he's playing music in his office. So yeah, yeah, this is a very guy, maybe. This is a very strange radio station because there's a lot of stuff going on and it's a big building and there's six people that work there. <laughs> like there's six people there when, when they get in there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I cannot understand what really anyone does <laughs> except for Ian the shark, but whatever. So uh, Chaz goes in there and the radio host, uh, as they're talking, Chaz is like, I need to get on the radio, whatever. And uh, the, Ian the shark, he flips on the live switch. So now the bear, the band is on air and they're asking for their song to be played. And uh, you know, he's kind of humiliating, humiliating them a little bit and milo tries to throw them out and that's when steve buscemi uh pulls out uh, his gun his pepper sprayer now 
Uh, the, these guns look pretty real, right? That's yeah, why they're. I mean, that's why he yeah. has them. Yeah. yeah. If if somebody pulled one of those out on me, I would definitely think that 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 yeah. was a real gun. Would you play their song? Yeah, but I'm a I'm a badass like old school rocker who goes against the grain, so I wouldn't even need <laughs> a gun yeah. pointed in my face <laughs> to, yeah. to do that. Hell it's yeah. Punk. <laughs> I'm the punk rock podcaster. If somebody wants me to play their song on one of my podcasts, just send it to me. I will fucking play your song. Yeah. You, yeah. You don't need to put a gun to our heads. We will literally just play it. And I don't think that it's punk. I think that he's like grunge. I think it's pre-grunge. Whatever. Um, no, this is in the middle of grunge. 94, yeah, is, right. 94 is like, never mind. Yeah. Even though this, <laughs> yeah. this Lone Ranger song is, I mean, for a... Uh, for a movie with such a good soundtrack, this main song <laughs> is so generic. Yeah, it's it's very. I have weird. my and snare drum set up just in case I do have good. to fart on it. <laughs> oh, no. I don't want to do that, man. You got your badum tiss ready. I don't. I don't want to fart up snare drum. So. Uh, once Kramer sees that there's like a gun out or whatever, he freaks out and he calls the cops. And um, but then obviously they agree to play the tape. But for some reason, uh, even in the '90s, hipster Chaz brought a reel to reel, and they can't play that because it's old music. I guess uh, I sure. Um, so Kramer, yeah, it, Kramer, <laughs> it, it sounds yeah. it sounds better. Yes, but yes, I mean really. Really, this guy is putting a lot of uh, like a lot of backing and love into this song that could be ninety nine percent of like late eighties to mid nineties rock bands. Yeah. What do they call their genre? Uh, they like, don't know. It's like it's a it's like punk slop or something. Yeah, the, like, grunge or something like that. There, punk, swap, grunge, it, alternative is in there, but it's not. It, that is, it's straight up rock and roll music. They they say rock and roll, but name another band that sounds like the Lone Rangers. Crickets. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I guess yeah, this buddy. type of rock and roll, whatever it is, is dead. So uh, so uh, they play the song, but then the machine eats it, and then the machine, uh, the the tape itself catches on fire, and the band goes to leave because they got nothing else, and that's when they see a cop, and uh, that's when <laughs> Adam Sandler tries to act normal, and we get the real first bit of Adam Sandler being Adam Sandler, and uh, that that's like the first bit of a of a sketch, and that's what this movie really is. It's like a bunch of weird sketches that happen mm -hmm. to all take place inside of a radio station mm -hmm. uh, and some of them take place inside of a, a air vent for some reason um so that <laughs> that's hard, what we also baby. hear about da yeah. da davis's clydesdale scale uh mm -hmm. dylan would you please yes. like to describe what the clydesdale scale is and then rank all of us on that scale <laughs> okay so the clydesdale scale seems to be one of those like rate people scales that you'll apply on like a dating context where it is a measure of how many Clydesdale horses it would take to rip someone's face off. <laughs> <coughs> I measured myself at 0.25 because I think all it would take for me is a single hoof, one hoof to the face, just strip me completely clean like that. You know, any what? face so transplant it, person is, is a good number, a high number because you want a tougher face or is a, number a good number? I would assume From a higher number is good because it indicates how tough and manly you are. And this is 1994. But he was From judging a woman on the scale. He was. Eh, yeah. It's right. it's one of those comedy bits that doesn't need context because it's funny without it. Right. You're, you're right. I forgot about um, those jokes. But let's see. Zach, I'm going to say you could probably take three Clydesdales. You're a big guy. <laughs> hell, hell yeah. Uh, you're mostly healed from your various stuff that happened last year. So I think you're kind of like peak physical performance. Uh, Dan, Actually, this is what peak physical performance looks like. You know like. it. <laughs> right, right here. Dan, if you're sober, I'm gonna say one. Just you could one on one at horse, just fists up. And I'm if you've fuck been that horse up, if you've been do, if you've been on your usual schedule, I mean, I don't. I think it's kind of like one of those graphs that gets nearer but never quite reaches it, where it's like Dan can take on an infinite number of horses as it <laughs> as his as he increases in highness, 
he can take on oh. an increasing number of horses. Oh, fuck. I'm invincible right now then. Fuck, yeah. Man. And um, <laughs> Michael, when it comes to horses, I think you're probably more of a lover than a fighter. Yeah, absolutely. Of, yeah. Of horses? Yeah. Of horse. Yeah. Be careful. You're dude. a horse lover? He's got I a ghost on the wall. Honestly, <laughs> I am not going to fight any animals, especially not a Clydesdale. <laughs> I will run away from... A, a big ass horse. <laughs> yeah, and I don't. What 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 beer do they show for? Uh, Budweiser. Budweiser. Yeah, I don't drink mm -hmm. Budweiser, so I can't even like buy it off. Yeah, true. Yeah, that thing's uh, just gonna but... come at me like the hipster I am. So as someone that... who has, oh sorry, but as no, someone who has got kicked by a donkey before, I'm gonna say that I cannot take on infinite numbers of Clydesdales. <laughs> it's gonna take one kick from a donkey, and that puts me out. I'm done. Yeah, so, uh, I got. I got. hurts. Nick Milotti said that he got his toe stepped on by a pony. I got my toe stepped on by a full-grown horse once, and it fucked me up for like two years. That yeah. shit sucks. Okay, I would, wait, not, I would absolutely, yeah. They're so strong. How are we going to blow past Dan's story about being kicked by a donkey? Please, <laughs> Can you please tell me how you got kicked by a donkey? We're not going to blow past it. We was uh, my a buddy of mine. He has like a bunch of farm animals. He has like pigs and a goat, and he had two donkeys. One of them was aggressive. The other one was cool. And I thought I was next to the guy, to the one that was cool. So I went behind it, and then all of a sudden, bam! I got I got rocked pretty good. I'm right on the hip with it, and I was like, yeah, I was out of commission for like three weeks. <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> Oh man, my camera is so annoying, and I'm I'm sorry because like it makes me think that like uh, sometimes people are thinking I'm the wrong expression, um, <laughs> which sucks. Uh, but anyway, back back to the movie. Um, so more cops show up, and that's when we get uh, Winston from the Ghostbusters, Chris Farley, and then Adam Sandler's friend from Grandma's Boy, and uh, Chaz gives the cop a picture of his girlfriend and says. You got to get this tape back for me. Uh, and I, I guess this is like the 90s and also they're white. But would a cop do this? Would a cop really? I, I guess if they're holding people hostage. But like, yeah, you... uh, this is this is a very movie hostage situation. Yeah. Um, it, you also do see you also do see examples of how cops would actually act. That's later. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, this is a very movie hostage situation. Like we're going to try to take care of this situation without anyone getting hurt. So we're going to give these people what they need as long as it's, you know, reasonable and we can keep them distracted while they're doing something mm -hmm. else, like, right. you know, this, so that they don't hurt anybody. This movie is like, it's a comedy. And when I say that, I mean, it is a comedy that disregards most consequences. Like even the spoilers, yeah. Uh, even the jail <laughs> sentence at the end of the movie is played off for laughs. So yeah, you still get triple platinum. But so, all the consequences are slapstick or kind of brushed over. I would think that, except for two things. There are two things in this movie that make me think they're trying to say something else. One of which they make a Rodney King reference, and I thought uh -huh. that was I thought that was and then yeah, later on during a, a newsreel if you listen to what the newscaster is saying the newscaster says um something about how there's low disregard for white urban males because of the plight they go through so there, there, there is like something in this movie because right after the scene about giving the picture to the girl uh, of the girlfriend to the cops, that's what Adam Sandler uh, continues to show how racist he can be. Because um, one of the first things he asked people, asked that guy, I think his name is Marcus, is why don't black people like him? Uh, weird. And yeah. later on, uh, <laughs> yeah. later on, he asked. He asked yeah. Avon uh, or a vet if, um, like, just just some weird derogatory stuff, like pretty much just racially profiling her while asking her what it's like to be racially profiled, which is just such a weird. I I think that's a mid '90s bit, but I I it I it was <laughs> it was so off putting. I wrote down it, that it feels like modern day when people overcompensate to be like mm -hmm. 
I'm not, Hey, I'm not racist. I know what, I know what mm-hmm. you people go through and you're like, Whoa, mm-hmm. hold up. Yeah. 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 And it's Don't. just, you know, this is what 27 years ago and we're still seeing that sort of thing nowadays in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I, it, I just, I didn't like it. It was, it was just kind of a stupid joke and yeah. I don't, I don't know if I laughed at it then. I definitely did not laugh at it now. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, I do like Marcus's reactions anytime that Adam Sandler talks to him. Yeah. It's just like, why, why won't this honky motherfucker just yeah. shut the fuck up? I don't, I don't yeah. think we're it's supposed to sympathize with him. No, absolutely. Well, that, I mean, well I, th- I think that we are. I think that they make him seem like he's the cute, like, uh, innocent one. And yeah. of the three, like, he is the nice one, you know? Like, Brendan is the tough guy. Uh, Bashemi's the crazy one. And uh, uh, Pip is the is the, the puppy dog, but he's the, yeah, he's the stupid one. I just uh, I don't really think he knows what he's doing. I don't yeah. think it's I don't think it's like aggressive. I think he's just too dumb to know any better. Yeah, which, he's I mean, to answer it's, to the question, but he doesn't want to. He doesn't know how to ask the question. Yeah, it's a it's a movie stereotype. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't. Because the question is, is a dumb question. Uh, so anyway, after that is when he, Adam I'm not Sandler, argue that. Thank you. Uh, after that, uh, Adam Sandler practices on how to be mean, and Kramer he overhears that, and that's when he becomes the mole for the cops, and he calls the bad uh, cop the SWAT cop, um, and then more cops, and a lot of white people show up to the party. Um, and well, then, I mean, have you ever been to a metal show? That's is exactly this what it is. That's what it looks like. That's man. what metal was in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. Uh, then I guess I guess not. No, I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so th- this turned into a uh, metal party that the cops were just happened to be at, which is great. And um, let's see. Uh, that's when the one honestly the worst thing that this movie did uh, the egregious. Beavis and Butthead cameo. I thought this was so stupid. I probably did not like it in 94. I definitely did not like it at all now. Um, because, like, they, they didn't say they're Beavis and Butthead, right? I mean, they just called they did. with that voice. Oh, no, they it, did. They, no, they did. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they okay. absolutely say, yeah, they, he absolutely says, shut up, Beavis. Yeah. Oh, right, right. So, okay, yeah. now, uh, what? I don't want to be the one who is the only opinion here. What does everybody else think of the Beavis and Butthead call-in cameo? I think we talked about this earlier on one of the <laughs> earlier episodes. And I, I love the Beavis and Butthead episodes, but the music videos. And I think Mike over here, he was the one yeah. that liked the music videos and was yes. vice versa on me. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. I like the cartoon, but music videos kind of killed it for me. Yeah, I, I liked this Beavis and Butthead cameo because this is exactly as stupid of a movie as it needs to have a Beavis and Butthead cameo. But does, like, okay, and, does, and they does do that it. mean that but does that mean that Beavis and Butthead are real people in this movie? Or does the voices of Beavis and Butthead call in because it's the 90s and jerky boys and whatever else? Because it makes it seem like the Beavis and Butthead are actual characters. Yeah, that's what right. I took it as. I took it as these are actually two high school teenagers named, you know, that were actually Beavis and Butthead that are calling into this radio station to tell the Lone Rangers that they suck. That is insane to me. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, uh, so it, what, it's what'd you so think? stupid. <laughs> I missed it because I watched this while I was making dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I also didn't watch Beavis and Butthead when I was like, when it was on TV. So yeah, I wasn't supposed to, but I did anyway. Yeah. Uh, my parents were pretty cool they let me watch all that shit that and then i didn't have anybody to talk to about it (laughs) yeah um, afterwards because like i would get to school and i would be like did you watch the new south park last night or did you watch the new beavis and butthead and everybody's like no my parents don't let me watch that they're good parents (laughs) 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 whatever i was the same way as (laughs) though i i like i like the videos more than the cartoon 
because uh, for some reason the cartoon seemed like a ripoff of Daria, uh, <laughs> which yeah. is weird because it obviously is a spinoff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, so uh, the party the party gets bigger, and uh, but elsewhere, Chris Farley is looking for the girlfriend in a mosh pit, and he finds her, and he gropes her, and when some dudes stick up for her, he assaults them by ripping out their nipple ring. Yeah, uh, Michael, hit me with this scene. Yeah. What do you think? Um, it, first of all, we weren't just at some concert. This was a white zombie concert. Like yes. that's. White zombie up on stage. Pretty cool. Um, secondly, those guys were definitely right to confront Chris Farley because they show what they're looking at and he is getting aggressive, like shoving her back onto the mm -hmm. bar stool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Him ripping. I mean, the, the thing that bothers me up until the point where he does rip out the nipple ring um, was like exactly how it would play out after he tears out that one guy's nipple ring, he would have gotten destroyed <laughs> at that place. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> yeah, cop or not, he would have gotten his ass murdered there. There wouldn't have been only one cop though. He, if it was real life, it wouldn't have been only one. There would have been like at least a squad. Yeah. At least five. True. Handful. But yeah, I think yeah. that scene would have gone down way differently in <laughs> in real life if that <laughs> sure. circumstances were mm -hmm. very similar. Um, yeah, and, but, and this uh, won't be the first time you hear me say this, but the metalheads were right and the cops were wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in I, that I'm, scene, I'm, that was. <laughs> I'm almost always going to say that, except for in American History X. I think um, <laughs> I don't know. If Are metal there metalheads in that? <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, uh, <laughs> it, he, I'm no sure. confirmation, but you can make some assumptions. Yeah. This is, that was uh, one movie I'm glad we're not reviewing. To be yeah, honest. if we oh, ever, if, if that ever ends up on the thing, I'm not gonna. It's just gonna be like Zach by himself. I didn't have time <laughs> this week. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm probably there's like three or four movies that I just will not review, and uh, yeah. that's one of them. Uh, Requiem for a Dream is another one. Oof. I'm not gonna. I'm never gonna rewatch that movie. I'm not gonna talk about that movie. Yeah. Um, but whatever. Uh, but here's a weird tidbit. So uh, the band, uh, like you said, White White Zombie was playing that. But originally, it was supposed to be the band Cannibal Corpse. But uh, because Cannibal Corpse was an Ace Ventura pet detective, uh, they had to swerve, and then the producers opted for White Zombie. So White Zombie was not their first choice. Just so okay. Knows. Well, they got the better end of the deal because White Zombie yeah. is a better band than Cannibal Corpse is. M maybe. Yeah. Uh, I always er thought early Cannibal Corpse early White like Zombie. A yeah, early white zombie. And this is, I mean, like, 1994 white zombie. This is this is premium white zombie we're getting up there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's when the radio station learns uh, that they're changing the format and the staff. So the hostages now tie up Milo and take him hostage. Uh, and then the next scene is the girlfriend finding the tape, which I thought was such a crazy scene. Not only is an animal peeing on this tape, but she's driving down the street and randomly she just throws something out the window and when she comes back to it, even though somebody had kicked it, she still found this thing, mm -hmm. which is nuts to me. Have, have you ever dropped anything out of a car door or thrown something out and went to look for it? Yes. No, but can I say this before Dylan does? Uh, th that's a movie thing. <laughs> like, that's a MacGuffin. <laughs> that's a movie MacGuffin is that tape. <laughs> How did she find it again? Uh, man, it's on the yeah. side of the road. Yeah. It's yeah, not on the side of the road. It's it. in the middle of the road with a dog peeing on it and oh, it's a yeah. highway. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and she just walks up and shakes it off. Like, she's not even looking for it. She just walks <laughs> up to it, shakes it off, and then, and then just continues. Like, oh, yeah, I, I forgot that I put it right here. Yeah, uh, I forgot that so, I left this MacGuffin in the middle of the road. Now, uh, <laughs> that's when we get into what the what the, uh, the hostage takers are going to demand for ransom. And of everything that they asked for, what's everyone's favorite thing that they put on that ransom list? The helmet full of cottage cheese. The naked pictures of B. Arthur. <laughs> yes, that's due to <laughs> Paul Reed Smith guitar because I play one. <laughs> oh, nice. Doesn't I was he ask for one autographed by someone? I think he does. Yeah. I forget who I it is. I don't know who it is. <laughs> yeah, I wrote myself a note to look up what the demands were, and I did not see that note to myself, so I don't have that. <laughs> uh, 
But uh, Sandler is getting lucky while the cops find out who Chaz really is, which I guess is going to be a twist later on. Um, and that's when Egon shows up, the Ghostbuster, as an undercover cop. And now, okay. <laughs> uh, Michael, you're, you're obviously yeah. the metalhead. You're the metalhead of the group. Yeah. Would you say that if you're trying to figure out if someone is a cop or a record label guy. Yeah. Are are these two questions definitive? <laughs> no. Uh at this point at this point, you know, Lemmy is God is something. Sure. But it's because of this movie. Nobody would have known that before this movie. And no. let alone a record executive. Record executives are executives they're rich douchebags they don't give a fuck about the actual artist so a record executive would not have answered that question correctly any more than an undercover cop would have answered that question correctly yeah because milo would not have answered that question correctly and whoever is milo's boss would not have uh dan now, what was the other question? Not the Lemmy one. What was the other question that they asked the cops about Van Halen? Oh. Uh, after the Van Halen split, did you follow David Lee Roth or Van Halen? He goes, Van Halen. He goes, don't fuck him. He's a cop. Which is kind of true, to be honest with you. Because why I, is that the David wrong Lee Roth was Van Halen. Yeah. <laughs> Sammy Hagar, uh, like... Sammy Hagar's Van Halen is bullshit. Oh, he, he chose Sammy Hagar over David Lee Roth? Yes. I mean, effectively, yeah. Yeah. I thought that, that was he chose the... I thought he chose uh Van Halen over David Lee Roth. And I was like, yeah. I don't want But well, Van Halen would Sammy be Hagar Van, was Halen. Van Halen. No. At that point. No. Eddie, oh, Eddie oh. Van Halen and Eric Van Halen were Van Halen. Oh, and yeah. it was just a couple different singers. But, but I just didn't Yeah, that's not what they meant. <laughs> but, <laughs> They were but talking wait, like the band Van Halen or Sammy Hagar. Just like how Chris Harvey is the heart of the real boys. David oh, Lee Roth so, is the heart of Van Halen. But so wasn't David Lee Roth the first singer of Van Halen? Yes. Mm-hmm. And they then split. Sammy Hagar was the second one. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So when Sammy Hagar left Van Halen, was it a David Lee Roth thing or was that over? Was this just Van Halen then or? I, don't, no, I just I thought, mean, I, as long as Eddie Van Halen is in it, it's always going to be yeah. Van Halen. Mm-hmm. But when Sammy Hagar left, they did get uh, oh, what the fuck is that guy's name? I I don't remember what his name is, but he was from some other terrible '80s hair metal band, and uh, it, yeah, it was never the same. Uh, like as far as most people are concerned, Van Halen is the David Lee Roth Van Halen. And after that, it's just a bunch of like Sammy Hagar is it, like makes the most Van soft, Hagar. Yeah. It's, it's like the most soft rock <laughs> bullshit, but it, we can agree that these, these two questions, these two, these two questions from yeah. a, I guess a metalhead or a rocker uh, yeah. posed to a record executive. Yeah. They're not I don't know if they're like the old, like the, definitive of these things i know they're cops whatever no um so either way egon was an undercover cop which i guess is funny um and Chaz uh turns out that he was a geek in high school with mm-hmm. short hair he plays mm-hmm. D and eats mm-hmm. boogers and his name mm-hmm. is dylan oh sorry his name is chester <laughs> and, and <laughs> he wishes <laughs> Yeah, and the, and guess and, the, and guess what? Guess who? Guess what? Other metalheads were nerds in high school that played D and D and ate their boogers. One hundred percent of much. them. Yeah, most Every artists are weird. We're we, weird people in high school. Remember, in the eighties, Satanic Panic had you had everybody convinced that D and D was a satanic game. So that was pretty cool back in the eighties. <laughs> oh hell yeah! <laughs> it was real fun getting beat up for it in the early nineties. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so that magic uh, but, card that magic card yeah, yeah. so the some, crowd I have some somewhere i have oh, i, I have do. a whole drawer full of magic decks oh wow i have a i have a lot um but the crowd I've... supports 
Chester <laughs> because they're all nerds and some of them masturbate, so they're all scumbags. That um, stuttering John from the Howard Stern show is the one who masturbates. <laughs> who didn't stutter? <laughs> no, <laughs> which is weird. So uh, Chester, a character. Uh, sorry, it's a character. Now Chester, Caleb, they get into a big fight in front of everyone, and she smashes the soundboard while throwing a chair or through a window. And then Chaz proves that he's a real bad boyfriend with anger issues. And luckily, she takes him back because girls like bad boys, and Chaz is a bad boy. I think. Um, and that's when everyone finds out that the guns are fake and Kramer shows up. And for some reason, a gun that drops shoots off roughly oh, shoots 30 rounds. So it's, it's entire magazine. Yeah. Whole MP5. Magazine. <laughs> yeah. That thing shoots for like 10 full seconds just after. Now, so, so the cops, the cops. <laughs> No, they have Michael Richardson inside. Michael Richards, whatever his name is. Mm -mm. Uh, I, I hate this man, but whatever. Uh, the so cops they... don't. The cops don't know. It's only the it's one, the one guy. guy knows. Mm -hmm. well, only... Is he the guy who? He's the same guy who gave him the gun in the roof. Yeah. The yes. SWAT. The SWAT guy is Ernie Hudson. Yeah. Doesn't know that there's a guy yeah. with a gun inside. No, the rest of the cops don't know. It's just that one guy who knows that he's in the building. So they they can, so the one guy can get to the roof and find Michael Richards, but cannot get himself inside to defuse the hostage situation. So instead, gives a civilian who says that he was in not the merchant military, <laughs> the merchant he was, marines. Yeah, he he says he was in the merchant marines, and then the guy's like, "Oh, the marines, cool." Yeah, it's like, but I was only I was only an accountant, and he's like, no, you won't be held accountable. Which yeah. is like the only to me, it was like the only good joke in the whole movie. It was a very good joke. What's what's the line from Dumb and Dumber where it's like, I could have died. What happened? And they're like, that's a risk we were willing to take. Yeah, if he died, he that was a the risk face. they were willing to take. Yeah, but they give him a machine gun. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is also defective, which is hilarious. But because of because of that, now obviously the cops think there's real guns inside, and that's when Judd Nelson shows up and he brings a contract. But because they haven't heard the song yet, Chaz refuses and he wipes his butt with it. Immediately, though. Immediately, though, they, they make a deal, and I think he signs the contract that has poop on it. Yes. Because they make oh, the I, deal. Yeah. No, I, he already signed it before he wiped his butt with it. I just think they honored the one that he wiped his butt with. <laughs> no, he didn't <laughs> sign it yet. They, he was holding the contract, and he was looking at it when that's when we found out that the thing was booked up yet. So he's like, you never read this? So he nah, wiped his um, butt. Yeah, I'm 95% sure that the thing that oh. happened right before that was he was on Kayla's back oh, okay. signing oh, the contract. Yeah, signing so it, I do yeah. think he wiped yeah. his butt with the with the signed contract. Okay, well, that's cool then. Uh, the other yeah. way is not is not cool at all. No, no, that's not metal at all. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's roughly, uh, what, ska? Is that ska? <laughs> ska. Um, okay, so... Now, apparently cops built a stage with lights and uh, structures and posters everywhere in minutes, record time. But mm -hmm. uh, but they need them to lip sync for some reason because they're decided just to make a video out of this. They're, yeah, uh, they're making they the don't... video out of it. Yeah, they're sellouts. Now, now, the whole time of the hostage situation and looking for the tape, I was like, why don't they just play this thing live? Like, there, it's three people, and it probably sounds like some crap Nirvana song anyway. So just play it live in the radio station, and they don't. But for they, for some reason, record guys, like, I just need you to lip sync this song. Why wouldn't he just have them play the whole song? Like, I do not understand. But also, the mic They're, works. The mic yeah, the mic was the only works, thing that works. That that was a little bit weird. Like I was like, oh, okay. And then when Ian gets on the mic and starts yelling, I'm like, why does the microphone work? Yeah, yeah. the microphone was the only thing that worked, like their guitar and the drums. That like, I guess the drums would have worked because the drums are loud. Yeah, anyway. the drums yeah. are gonna work. I mean, it wasn't right. mic'd up, so only right, you know yeah. it it wouldn't have but, gone too far. But but having the mic hooked up, that means there's a whole PA system set up with speakers everywhere, mm -hmm. and they just did not plug two instruments in mm -hmm. to appease these men. Instead, yeah. they decide to further the hostage situation more by lying to these people who are criminals and now have a real gun, I think. 
Right? They, they took that real gun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they took that real gun. <laughs> Classic cop move. Um, okay, so then it goes from that to playing their uh, live music on MTV from a prison. Well, they riot now, first, don't they? No. Yeah, there's that little bit where it's like anarchy everywhere or something like that. No, yeah. everybody charges the stage. Oh, and you're yeah. Like, yeah, and they. What, like, I don't know if that's a riot. Is that really a riot? Rushing the stage. Yeah. yeah, that was a concert. I mean, that's how that's what happens at concerts anyway. So yeah. but for some reason, they leave uh, all of this hostage stuff, and because they have a record deal, they're allowed instruments and allowed to make money and allowed to mm-hmm. put on performances in prison. But here's my question. Yeah. The prisoners are wearing blue. They're wearing orange. Mm-hmm. Are they from a different prison doing some kind of prison oh, tour? Oh, they're touring prison prisons. That, that, makes, more... that actually makes more sense than what I thought. Yeah, yeah I guess they're either, they're either touring prison or they have like their prison good outfit on, like military blues or whatever. It's like, oh, these are my prison good ones for the my for ceremonial shows. jumpsuit. <laughs> my, because... my ceremonial oranges. Yeah, because they were clearly in jail, right? They had to be in jail because they took people hostage and they did a bunch of weird stuff. So they had to be doing they prison served. time. The end text says that they serve, I think, three months. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was three months. Oh, yeah. so yeah, they got th- if they, they behaved themselves. Yeah, they got sentenced to six months, but they served three. Yeah. So, do you think that they were wearing orange prison jumpsuits as free men? touring other prisons playing music or no were they good oh no they were uh because you can see the guy in the background he goes he goes no we have a tour coming up yeah. in six months or three months if depending on how how mm-hmm. they behave so, there so was they were in that prison, prison so, yep yeah. yeah they were, they in were blues brother in it yeah why do they have different colored jumpsuits I like your their the touring prisons uh, theory, but so these men that can do armed, pretty much armed robbery and hold people hostage mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. are allowed to just willy nilly taking musical tours at other prisons because yes. what they're and what what do we see uh, a prison with some black men in it because yeah, it's a I, comedy from yeah. nineteen ninety four. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if you if you guys Sorry. know this, but but prisons are very relaxed. You know, they're like yeah. <laughs> they're like for some people probably recre- recreation centers for most people. But yeah, for, no, that I mean for way. famous people, <laughs> for I imagine it's white collar prisons. Absolutely, uh, we <laughs> yeah, did we did brush over the cops acting like real cops when Marcus and uh, David Arquette leave. Yep. And David Arquette is acting like a complete fool running around. And then Marcus walks out and they just grab him and they have his hands behind his back. They have a yep. gun to his head. And I'm like, I'm like, this movie's trying to say something here, but Me? this is not the time nor the place to be trying to say something because so far you have a very stupid movie mm-hmm. with some insensitive i'm not gonna say like it's definitely not the worst 1994 racism i've ever seen yeah but it is like there so them trying to say this one thing in this one scene is out of place well that's that's the thing that i was saying earlier there's like a couple there's a couple little tiny scenes where you're like are they doing a satire on like uh, uh, on like uh, race culture? But it's written and directed by white people that make weird yeah, stuff, so it's, it's definitely not. But they, it, it, they it's so it weird. Feel, yeah, it feels like they are trying to write a, a satire, but they don't understand it. It's, yeah, it's satire written by two idiots. Well, just like a heist pulled off by three idiots in the movie or two idiots making it across the country to give a, a briefcase back to a lady. <laughs> like, Apparently, according to Brendan Fraser, they wanted to make an edgier movie. Like they wanted to make them make it like darker and I think a little sharper than this. And then the studio came and it was like, no, tone it down a little bit. So I wouldn't I be surprised what... if like bits of that made it through, yeah. but it's really yeah. hard to make it feel authentic when you compare it to the rest of the movie's tone. Yeah. 
And yeah. I mean, no, I, that I, would, I agree. That would probably explain the 83 minute runtime. This movie is 83 minutes long. Yeah, and it, it, it moves tight. really fast, too. Like they're breaking, yeah, in, so they're breaking into the radio station at like the 10 minute mark. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, yeah. okay. Yep. Yep. I know it's this is going, the main part of it. It yeah. never it never stops. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't slow down for a second. And I think oh. that's part of the reason that I appreciate it so much is because you know, even like everything that happens is happening at a pace where it's like, oh, this is stupid. This doesn't make any sense. Um, but well, but at least it's over now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. Most of it just it goes and goes and goes. There is that weird like montage scene in the middle where like people are having a good time and that's when uh david arquette is playing a game the the game gear in a magnifying glass and i'm like and that, what, are, what are we what are we learning here what's what's happening yeah <laughs> what's it's happening? so it's so weird the way they like show his face in that thing and he's just like <laughs> yeah like what what is going on <laughs> well he's rocking out too he got the music full blast like everyone's rocking out he's playing his game I gear Headbanging. He's playing. <laughs> he's playing the the receptionist's game gear. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He stole her game gear. Yeah, yeah but she's fun. already but gone. because they asked. She left yeah, they asked her to leave. Oh, dude, that would be so upsetting if you left your game gear in a hostage situation. That'd be so. <laughs> cool. Okay, so uh, Man, I just the, bought of... thirty new batteries for this thing. <laughs> that was going to last me a week, for three hours. Yeah, that's two more weeks. Yeah. Uh, so, of the three guys, of the three bandmates of Lone Rangers, which I actually don't think is a bad name. Like you can no, be it's three a... individuals. It's fine. It's a like, fun like, name, name for a dumb band of three it's idiots. Fun. Yeah. Especially a nice garage band. Like, yeah, I get yeah. it. You guys are idiots. Like, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whatever. You, can be a, you can be a lone trio. I, you know, whatever. Whatever. I'm not going to defend that. Right. And yeah, you, can be three, you can be three lone people together. I'm, I am, yeah. I'm cool with that. Uh, but of the three, who do we like? Because obviously Buscemi just wants to hump things and uh, has an issue with authority. And uh, Adam Sandler just wants to hump things and has an issue with intelligence. And mm-hmm. Brendan Fraser just wants his goddamn song played. Play yep. a song. <laughs> I like Buscemi. Who do we like? I like Buscemi. <laughs> I like Buscemi. Yeah. Which that... is funny because he's nine years older than the other people in the cast, but he's yeah. the only one who feels like he's actually that appropriate age. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I can't yeah, swear he... Brendan Fraser was older than him in real life, but he's like nine years younger, I think. <laughs> It's such a such a weird movie, but uh, yeah. So yeah, that's it. That's Airhead from 1994, and uh, talked about and reviewed by us, uh, half of the real boys. So <laughs> um, the good, yeah, the good half, though. Don't don't sugarcoat it. This is the good half of the real boys. They're not yeah, going mean, to listen to this episode anyway, so we can yeah. talk shit on the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, ha- happy happy late birthday to Chris Harvey, by the way. Uh, awesome guy. He's got a lot of cool oh. stuff going on. So, uh, yeah, make sure you just say what's up to him if you are still listening to this, which we appreciate. All right, so uh, what do we have? Monday, we have Mr. Dan Levely's number four favorite movie. It's actually it's my club. number three. Oh, sorry, number Breakfast three. Club. But we it got number switched. Three, number three is cool. No, it got no, not yet. Oh, it got my number got three switched. and my number four got switched on accident. Oh. But it's it's cool. Oh, we'll do it. Well, do you we'll want to play it? Do you want to do number well, four? Or do you want to go? What would we be watching otherwise? Yeah, uh, Mall Rats. I'd rather get the Breakfast Club out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> I, I love that. I love it. So I want to spend as little time in Shermer, Illinois, as possible. <laughs> I have a piece that I'm gonna say on Monday, but that's okay. Yeah, it's I, not I, it's not harsh. <laughs> I want to spend have... I want to spend less time with the third best John Waters movie. <laughs> wait, who? John Waters? Wait, we're doing John Waters or, movie? Yeah. If John Waters did Breakfast Club, I'd be way more into no, it. No, yeah. what? <laughs> I watch any I watch any <laughs> any John Waters movie no, for John. All Hills. right, yeah. Who am I thinking of? John Hughes? John, John Hughes. Hughes. Yeah. The yeah. third best yeah, John go. Hughes movie. What? Some kind of wonderful in Home Alone 3? <laughs> he didn't do three. Home, all he the did Home do Home Alone. Alone wrote, he wrote and produced <laughs> Home Alone 3. Wow. Really? Wow. He didn't, yeah, he didn't, he didn't direct it, but he wrote and produced it. I don't think he directed he it. Didn't, he didn't direct the first one. 
Chris no? Columbus did. No, that's a Chris Columbus joint. Oh, mm-hmm. he wrote yeah. it. Oh, cool. Wow. Either way, so is it is this cool with you, Dan? If we if we rock out your number three? Yeah, we'll rock out number three. We'll sneak right, peek cool. at our number threes. <laughs> we're gonna skip ahead. We're gonna skip ahead a little bit for Mr. Dan Lovely. He is uh, the VIP of this show, anyway. So we're gonna give him a sneak peek of what number three is. We're gonna be reviewing the Breakfast Club, which is obviously the Rat Pack classic uh, from what is it? Is it the eighties? Right? It's gotta be eighties. Yeah, nineteen eighty four. Rat Pack. The Brat Pack, not the Rat Pack. Oh, right. The Rat Pack was uh, Ocean's <laughs> Eleven still- people. Yeah. Better movie if it was Frank Sinatra in there mm-hmm. instead of yeah. uh, the newscaster from The Dark Knight. <laughs> probably not. But okay. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. No, everybody um, else is the same, but you replace Molly Ringwald with uh, Frank Sinatra. You're okay, replacing. Yeah, I, I definitely watched that. Why <laughs> in the actual fuck <laughs> that would, be would weird, you replace yeah, Molly Ringwald of all of the people in this movie? You're replacing Molly Ringwald. You can go fuck yourself, Dylan. <laughs> I'm telling you, but think, think about this. Think about that lipstick scene from Frank Sinatra, though. Yeah, that it would be hotter. Yeah. That would be hotter. There you go. Old blue eyes. Yeah. Well, either, either way, yeah. either way, yeah. So that was us chatting about Airheads from 1994. Uh, fine movie. Um, I guess we'll go to reels in a second. But yeah, Breakfast Club on Monday. Please, please, please check that out. Uh, a couple people that you do got to check out their shows though. Uh, Jerry and Smith over Jerry and Blaze over at uh, Cloud Chronicles. Check that out. Awesome, awesome show. They have amazing guests like Dan Lovely and myself, and even Mr. Michael Colby, who I think oh, is uh, uh, on this side over here. Even yep. though my camera's no, nope, you were right the first time. Um, yeah, yeah, cool. I'll be on that on Tuesday. We were supposed to do it last Tuesday. I actually busted into the last episode to say that I was going to be on. And then we had to reschedule because he had a sinus infection. <laughs> oh, dude, that's okay. Either yeah. way, yo, Cloud Chronicles is really popping though. So go check that out. Also, Justin Wiles at uh, the, the Carpool Shenanigans. A uh, couple really funny uh, wannabe Southern hillbilly guys that really uh, know some news and other stuff. You yeah. also have And I'm Chris on that Harvey. show every once in a while too. <laughs> See, you can also hear Michael Colby and other people. Uh, where you will not hear Michael Colby is Chris Harvey's show, Chris Plus Chris Show, which is cool. Uh, they're taking a little bit of a hiatus at episode five, but go check that out. You also have Phil Better shows and all 90,000 minus three. Uh, yep, Nick Milotti. You can always find him in the comments of other shows such as both Real Boys, uh, maybe even Twitching Up Streams sometimes. You might even see him on No Time to Binge. Um but yeah, you have uh, Phil uh, Phil Better with all of his. Uh, do, do you remember some of his podcasts, Michael? Do you remember a couple of names that I haven't mentioned yet? Invest um, in yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. and there and there's the which syrup is the most viscous, mm-hmm. where he uh, races maple syrup down an incline uh, yeah. to see which one is the fastest. Um, yes. Moose, Moose caught me smoking where he smokes out in the woods. <laughs> oh yeah, which the the, the, the amount the amount of moose based podcasts that that uh, Phil Better has is ridiculous. Yeah. He's got the moose knuckle one. He's got the one where he collects like the fuzz that's on the moose antlers, and yeah. he makes <laughs> paintings with it. It's very it's like it's strangely hypnotic to watch that though. Well, he also does that weird thing, and I guess this is because Tom Green is also Canadian, but he'll go into Dollar General's and scream that there's a moose in there and videotape people's reactions of there just being a invisible moose inside of a Dollar General, which that makes Phil very happy. And honestly, go get it, Phil, because you're doing your thing. But yeah, go check yeah. out Phil uh, better, all of his weird stuff. And uh, <laughs> uh, who wants to go first? Mr. Dan Levely. Let's get your reviews on this, your, your reels on this movie, and where can people find you? Uh, I gave this movie a 6.5. Um, I like, I like this movie way back when, when I first watched it like a thousand times, but rewatching it now, it's kind of like, eh, but still I probably end up watching it again here in the near future for some weird reason, but I'm Dan lovely. Um, this is oops. Caught me smoking. You can catch me and Jerry and also on bet that with Dan and Jerry on Thursday nights at 9 PM EST 8 PM central time. And Oops Caught Me Smoking every Saturday. And, of course, you can catch me on The Real Boys. You know what time it is on those. That's it. (laughs) Cool. Hi. Uh, Yeah, my name is Dylan. I'm from Some Nobodies. You can find me 
Here, Wednesday's no time to binge. Tuesday's twitching upstream. Sunday's talking upstream. Monday, real boys. Uh, and we've got some fiction stuff out there, like create your own pod venture and Silicon Angels. So uh, go listen to those and leave reviews because I want people to criticize me. I'm giving this movie, I didn't say what my reels are. I'm giving this movie a six. I had never seen this before. I don't think I had ever heard of this before. I assumed based on the name when it was on the reel that it was a sports movie and I was not interested. And uh, <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised. So, you know, solid functional six across the bow. Nothing special. That's all I got. I'm Michael Colby. Uh, I'm sure that my nostalgia for this movie is tainting my <laughs> my reels for it but i'm giving this thing an eight because it like it, you are ridiculous the the amount of stuff that happens like for an 83 minute movie to be jam-packed with this much stupid stuff and you're right none of it makes any sense and what, all what of was it the is funnest, just, what was the what was the most fun thing that happened in this 83 minutes the coolest thing of it jam-packed of all the stuff what was the funnest thing. It's just uh, every, like everything that happened. I was having fun. No. I was having fun no. watching this entire movie <laughs> and I here. don't know why I it's, it's very stupid and it makes no sense if you think about it. And normally, <laughs> normally thinking about movies is like the thing that I do. And I, criticize movies for being stupid and having and i know that i am making a complete Look ass out of myself Look but i love you this just movie. do not want to be looked at as an angry person anymore you told us all before the show you're like i'm gonna float this softball up i really don't like this movie but i gotta be nice i don't need any more negative press i lost a couple listeners no i i don't care about like losing listeners i'm gonna say <laughs> what i feel and if i would give this anything lower than an eight then i would not be being true to myself because i do freaking enjoy this movie and my wife does not and that's fine because we don't normally enjoy the same things um but yeah i think this movie's great and if you don't like i honestly don't care um so you can catch me here on the real boys mondays and fridays i'm always here none like some people i'm always here um Ew. okay that's rude <laughs> no time to binge on wednesdays um, stuff i had to take care of <laughs> i'm not talking about you zach you're almost always here well you're very clear that you're always here i know dylan's always here and yeah i yes. had some stuff i had to take care of and i'm sorry that i missed a couple of your trash i was movies. talking about <laughs> phil justin and chris who are never here um yeah <laughs> and then i have the video game show i love this terrible game and then of course jack billings presents me and my neighbor michael and also haunted apartment complex check those all out and maybe one day i'll stop making new podcasts and more work for myself but nope. that is not today so check out all of my podcasts also check out all of some nobody stuff because despite the fact that zach thinks i hate him i in fact he is my don't even care what he's going to say. Honestly, does not even matter. But here we are. Anyway, uh, my, my name is Zach Wiseman. I am uh, the lesser half of Some Nobodies with Dylan Terry up here. And yeah, you can find all of our stuff at somenobodies.com. Dylan did some amazing work on Create Your Own Pod Venture. It's a cool 18-episode thing uh, where you got to figure out where you want to go. But yeah, you can also see me uh, uh, whenever I can, I guess. I have Sometimes I have family obligations. Hey, whatever, no big deal. Uh, but yeah, you can see... Uh, me and the real boys every Monday and Friday. Next Friday, like I said, uh, wait, what's what's today? Today's Friday. Okay, Monday, like I said, we're doing Breakfast Club. Next Friday, we'll be doing that weird Chris Pratt movie on Amazon Prime called uh, Tomorrow War. But whatever, that's far from now. Uh, thank you very much for checking us out. Please uh, smash that like button. Subscribe if you want to see all the weird stuff that we're going to be reviewing. Uh, we're still getting through our top five of each individual person so there's a lot more stuff going on but either way we appreciate it i appreciate you we've been the real boys check us out everywhere and uh you know whatever dylan play that music dog oh he wants to go off road
Who wrote this? I did. Got the letter. Did you get the letter? What letter? Make, 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 Drop, 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 drop,